0: Welcome to episode two of Monkeys with Mouth. Um, Today's podcast is going to be about the petrodollar. As you can see through investments and the stock market and the economy and the situation in the world, um, many things don't seem like they're doing very well. The stock market is crumbling um I guess it's not crumbling, but it seems like it's crashing with inflation reaching four percent when the u s Treasury tries to keep it at two percent um the mass printing of bills I think uh, trillions of dollars have been printed in the last two years since 2020 um yeah, inflation has gone up um the United States has been discredited and mocked militarily um there's many things that seem seem off and uh some things don't seem very recoverable but that's what I'm going to talk about I'm going to talk about the petrodollar um it's super interesting so let's let's just jump straight into it so I don't know maybe you've heard of a petrodollar before maybe you haven't but I'm going to uh, I'm going to explain what a petrodollar is so this is the definition of petrodollar Petrodollars are US dollars paid to an oil exporting country for the sale of the commodity put simply the petrodollar system is an exchange of oil for US dollars between countries that buy oil and those who produce it so that's what the petrodollar is um so it's just a dollar that you can trade oil with it's it's, it's a regular dollar that you trade oil with and so A lot of this implies, or this, uh, yes, this comes intertwined with the US dollar. So, something that I didn't know about until researching this is that um, the US dollar has no backing, it has no real backing. Um, I used to think that the US dollar was backed by gold, like any other normal currency, but apparently not. The US dollar is a fiat currency. A fiat currency is a currency which doesn't have any real backing other than people's trust in the value, and the government. The government maintains the value, um, and the parties exchanging the currency decide that it has value. So it has no tangible value. It's all just mental value, or yeah, wannabe value. So that's something super interesting which I didn't know, and it that. It's is it's wild. It's wild to me that the U.S. dollar is not backed by anything, um, and so the petrodollar. Um, this, so the history of the petrodollar. The petrodollar system goes back to the Bretton Woods Agreement, which replaced the gold standard with the U.S. dollar as a reserve currency. Under the agreement, the U.S. dollar was taken off of gold under Nixon um, in 1971. Nixon announced, yeah, that the dollar would no longer be exchanged for gold, and that was meant to boost economic growth. And it did. That, that led to the creation of the petrodollar system. So w- this is where the United States and Saudi Arabia decided to set oil prices in U.S. dollars. This meant that any other country that wanted to purchase oil had to purchase it in dollars. Um, so let's say Afghanistan, they want to buy oil or they want to sell their oil. They have to trade their own currency to dollars to be able to buy and to sell it. And so that allows the United States to have access to the dollar, um, or have the United States have access to all of these other countries. So it's, it's the petrodollar. It's, it's called recycling that system. The petrodollar being trading it into trading other currencies into the petrodollar that's called petrodollar recycling. The petrodollar creates surpluses, known as petrodollar surpluses. Since petrodollars are U.S. dollars, these surpluses lead to larger U.S. dollar reserve for oil exporters. These surpluses need to be recycled, um, which means that they're channeled into each individual country's economy um, and it is used to land with other countries. And this just eventually leads back to the United States and then the constant growth of the economy in general because the constant trading of the dollar, the the constant movement of the dollar. Um, This process helps create liquidity in financial markets in the U.S. by investing their surpluses. These exporters reduce their dependence on oil revenue. So petrodollar recycling, this whole system started with Saudi Arabia in 1979 as part of the U.S. Saudi Arabian Joint Commission of Economic Cooperation. That is a long name. Um, The U.S. dollars that were used to purchase oil contracts were recycled back into the U.S. These companies would then partake in infrastructure projects with Saudi Arabia. This would increase U.S. imports in the country, leading to higher wages for certain employees. So the whole issue with the dollar and the petrodollar is that it all relies, so this contract was signed back in s- 1979. So it could be broken any because clearly the United States does not care about any actual contracts with any country other than itself and other than financial gain. And so clearly here it's making financial gain. And so it's keeping it. And with, with um, the value of the dollar coming from, since it's a fiat currency, you can keep printing it. Sorry about that. Um, you can keep printing it and printing it and printing it and printing it. And the only thing that will lead, if, if it had a real value then the printing and printing and printing of it would not, if, if, if it was backed by gold, the printing and printing would lead to massive hyperinflation. And since it doesn't, the inflation is a lot slower. And since, every other country has to trade oil in the dollar that means the dollar has more value because of the trading of the oil and so the only thing keeping the only realistic thing keeping the dollar up is the petro is oil and so for example um, a couple months ago there was a a world meeting with China and the United States and China just dunked they just dunked on on the US on the US um, diplomats that went there they called the U.S. weak, they called it racist, that we had a bunch of racial problems, which I'm not denying, but China is a lot worse. They said that the United States has no moral ground to be able to call them out for the the Uyghur Muslims, for example. China is an awful, an awful mass murder of Uyghur Muslims. And they were, they were telling the U.S. diplomats, like, hey, you have no moral ground to tell us that what we're doing is wrong. Um, you guys are pathetic. You guys are weak. Your president is weak um and this was in, this was in 2021 so this was when joe biden was elected um i'm not going to talk about election that the outcome came out joe biden won okay now we have to deal with his presidency um but what we can and i, I think we can all agree if you're saying if you're saying human being you can agree something is off about joe biden um if you watch any of his videos any of his conferences any of his news press he He's he's he has a screw loose. Um, But back in the day, back during under Trump, Trump was a crazy nut job. Right. He was a hot headed. He was a jerk. He was um, he was a bully. Right. Um, And I don't agree with a lot of the stuff that he said and a lot of the stuff that he did, like hiring Joe, John Bolton, um, who was just a huge warmonger. Um, I don't agree with that, but he got rid of him eventually. So there's a lot of things that I agree with Trump and a lot of things that I don't agree. A lot of things I wish he would have kept his mouth shut, but other things I think he did a good job on. Um, he was very transparent and he was very, um, outgoing and egotistical and arrogant. And some, sometimes those traits are not the best, but in this case, Those traits were good because all of these countries were scared. They had no idea what this... He's a loose screw. He's a nut job. Nobody knows what he's going to do next. He could say, hey, screw it. We're going to bomb Saudi Arabia. And thankfully, he did it once, and then that's it. Or I think, from what I understand, he only bombed once, and that was because of John Bolton, who was a warmonger. Um, But then he stopped. He led to to basically peace in the Middle East for a year. He signed count or five peace deals between Israel and all of these other countries Israel, Saudi Arabia, Israel, Yemen I think, Israel and the United Arab Emirates um, and a couple more I, I forgot them off the top of my head but he led to peace in the Middle East and he tried to stop the wars and that leads into the whole m- the military industrial complex which JFK opposed to and tried to get rid of but then he got murked um, but that's a, a different, a different um, topic but Um, the economy was booming before Corona, of course, the economy was booming. Everything was good. And these countries, they didn't fear the United States, but they did. They were like, okay, this is something that we need to watch out. We need to be careful. We need to be wise. Um, we need to be careful. We need to be wise and we just need to be cautious. We can't these, this dude's a crazy dude. He's will do whatever he wants. He doesn't care. He's going to do whatever he wants. We just need to play it safe and be cool. And so that's that's how China was. China, there was lots of tensions between China and the United States, but China really kind of chilled out. They, they backed off. Um, we put tariffs on them. Um, everything, e- fabrication was coming back to the United States. The economy was growing in the United States. Um, imports were less. Exports were more, which is good. Um, but the US was a force to be reckoned with and there was no issue no issue with the petrodollar because the only thing keeping the petrodollar up is that contract and the US force the fear of these middle eastern countries their fear of US force and so with that press conference between the united states and china china l- it, it, you people these countries are losing faith and or they're losing they're losing intimidation of the the US military And it makes sense with all these Marxist uh, critical theory, crazy nonsense that they're putting into the um, that they're that they're just introducing to the military. It's really wild and really weak. These countries, these Middle Eastern countries are losing faith in the U.S. dollar. They're using they're losing faith in the in the United States military and China's insulting us. They're making fun of us. We have a weak president, a weak, weak president who's. Under his watch, okay, a hundred thousand coronavirus deaths. He said, "Hey, the president responsible." I think he, he said like, "Oh, Trump needs to be accountable for all the deaths under his watch." Well, now we're under Joe Biden. There's over a hundred thousand deaths under Joe Biden in the United States. We have a Middle Eastern conflict between Israel and Pakistan, which I want to cover in a different topic. We have inflation at four percent. We have, I think it was, it, it was either eight or eighty million jobs that weren't taken because he's paying people $16 for minimum wage for unemployment. So, and he wants to add another $300 on top of that, um, which is just wild. So he's just destroying, it feels like he's destroying, um, he's destroying the economy because people don't want to go back to work. And so inflation is rising and that's going to lead to prices to rise because nobody's working. So supply is going to go down, but demand is going to go up, which will make the prices go up. And so people are gonna go to their work and, and ask for raises, but then not get raises because these companies can't afford to pay them more and that'll lead to riots and just crazy it's it's exponential. Inflation is exponential and this this whole system is exponential and it, it's we're we're boarding on a precipice. We're we're very near the edge of falls, Great Depression era market crashes. And so this is where cryptos come in. Cryptos are a great alternative because they're decentralized. Their value does not come from the dollar, um, and they're relatively safe to invest in because they are a blockchain technology. Um, but anyways, okay, okay, anyways, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent. <laughs> I'm very good at going off on tangents, apparently. Um, but so, the only thing keeping the U.S. dollar up is military force, and with these countries losing. Trust in the U.S. military, that will lead to people stop these Middle Eastern countries stop trading on the dollar. There's something called the Petro Yuan, which is a huge fear, because if if that'll give China basically complete power, that that'll give them economic superiority over the United States. They already have their navy is already bigger than the U.S. Um, their positioning. We've run. The United States has won. Has ran war games, and or war simulations. In China wins, like every time because of their positioning, um, because of how they've set everything up. Because and they're taking over places. They're bombing. Yeah, they're buying swaths of land in Africa. They're they're buying up land here in the United States. China's just taking over. And so if if the trust in the petrodollar is lost the u.s economy would just tumble it'll tumble because inflation will skyrocket because there's no value behind the u.s dollar and trust in the u.s dollar will just disappear it will disappear and so yeah and so warfare is used to threaten these countries for example i'm not condoning anything that these two men did but i'm using them as an example um so let's see. Yes, so Saddam Hussein and Gaddafi, two Saudi Arabian dudes. They were terrorists. Um, I don't like what they did. One was stabbed through the butt. It was very weird, and the other one was hung. Um, very very dark. The videos are in. Yeah, the videos are on the internet. I would watch. I looked at pictures. Because I didn't want to watch the videos, and it's just very very weird. Very very weird. But there's a whole CIA coup behind that, where the CIA set up. Um, or funded these certain terrorist organizations to take down certain leaders and then uh, yeah, so that's that's a whole different topic but these Saddam Hussein and Gaddafi they tried to trade off of the petrodollar um, and then they were assassinated um, by their own people, quote supposedly um, so just, just sketchy how it's not, I mean it's sketchy how they were killed but It makes sense why the United States would do it because they're trying—they're trying to threaten the U.S. autonomy and the U.S. power. They're trying to say, "Hey, this doesn't—you guys are weak. Um, We're gonna—we're gonna trade off of this." For example, I think one of them—I'm not—I forgot which one. They wanted to trade. They wanted to do petro gold. They wanted to trade gold for oil, and that would have enriched African countries by trillions. They would have become the strongest nations. But the U.S. dollar—the U.S. ended that by assassinating him. Um. Yeah. And so it's just the fear is my fear is right now with our president who is a weak, and I'd say this is my opinion. Um, I have no backing for this except personal, ex or personal, um, anecdotes. This is not f- confirmed by anything, but I think Joe Biden has early onset or not early onset because he's 78 years old but he has dementia the dude has they pump him full of drugs when he has to do these press conferences he tells he when he's getting when he's giving a press conference he's about to leave and he's like oh i shouldn't give it i i should not ask or i should not answer questions because they'll get mad at me who is they who's really in power because clearly not joe biden because he is he's clearly being manipulated by somebody else by some other people So he's a weak dude, and these countries know it. These countries know that he's a weak, pathetic president. And so the trust in the petrodollar is, uh, or the trust in the US military is slowly degrading. This one um, Space Force officer who wrote a book, and it's number one on Amazon as of today, um, he wrote about how the military is getting infested with Marxist and critical theory doctrines. And so he talks about that. And he gets fired from the Space Force and the country see this and they see how weak we really are. How something something is going on with this generation with uh, yeah. I'm Gen Z, I'm a zoomer and I can see all around me. My peers, I guess they're called peers, they're weak. They're they're pathetically weak. Um, They have no values, no moral values, no ethical values. And I want to get into the moral, true moral and ethical values because there's a whole system of there's there has to be an object for reality to exist as it is. And for what uh, the the country that we live in to exist, we had to have a solid truth and solid evil, a solid more good and evil morality and morality had to be set structured it had to be found it, it was the foundation was judeo-christian values and every single day we veer further and further and further and further away from that and it's just leading to the to the degrading and to the weakening of my generation and i see it and it's just it's really hard to see because i come from a i come from a democratic socialist country and i see the struggle that people go through, the struggle that my dad would go through—well, not struggle, but the annoyances that he would have to deal with because of um, the country that we lived in and the unfair economic practices that they would that they would um, enact. I was talking to my dad a couple years ago, and I asked him, "Hey, how much are you taxed?" And he was, "Oh, just twenty percent." Oh, that doesn't sound right, because that's less than United than Texas. And then like to- I asked him what are your taxed total year by year? And he said around sixty percent maybe in a socialist democratic country. That's insane. That is insane. The amount that he was taxed. And I don't want that to happen to the United States. Um I listened to this podcast, I think it was by Tim Pool. I know I mentioned him a lot. I mentioned him last episode, but he's a he's a really good I really he's a libertarian dude. He's kinda lefty, um, but that's okay. You need know, to get different views. Um, but he's very sensible and very logical, and I really appreciate that. But he was talking about a story that one of his friends had, where it's a Cuban, a Cuban dude back when it was a s- dictatorship. Um, you could escape Cuba; you could swim to Florida. I wouldn't want to swim to Florida because that's I'm not built like that. That's like a hundred miles. I don't really I don't really know how much it is, but it's a lot, and I can't swim like that. But these people would make that swim, and they would make it to a freer country, the United States. Where can we go? They were able to escape their their dictatorship, their communist, socialist, authoritarian country, and they were able to move to a free country, a democratic... <laughs> we're not a democracy. We're a constitutional republic. There's a difference. And it pisses me off when people say, oh, we live in a the, in the democracy. This is the end of a democracy. Um, that's not. We don't live in a democracy. We live in a constitutional republic. But... These people were able to leave Cuba to, to go to a freer country. Where can we go? We have nowhere to escape to. The United States is the last bastion of freedom, the last bastion of hope. Look at Australia. Australia's not a free country. I have a few friends who say, oh, Australia's a great country. Australia's not a free country. They're also an authoritarian crapple. Every other country. Trump was right. Trump was right. Every country other than the United States, he didn't say that. But it's... it's they're not good countries they're not free countries the costa rica does not have that's where i'm from costa rica does not have a does not have true freedom of speech um it's it's wild these the the it's wild and um yeah i the united states is the only bastion of hope that we have and it's slowly degrading because of the socialist marxist policies that these crazy people want to want to want to bring in and the united states is crumbling as we see the united states is crumbling as i am living i see the degradation of the united states and it's just hard to see and so just i want to raise awareness of the petrodollar that it's a thing and that if it disappears we are completely screwed if it disappears we are the united states is screwed because there's no way back there is no way back from the petrodollar or no way back from if we lose the petrodollar. Um, yeah. And so I just, <laughs> I, I want to raise awareness because I think countries, so there's this, I wrote a paper about this a few months ago. There are different kinds of warfares, right? There's first generational warfare. There's second generational, fourth, fifth till fifth, right? Um, and so each, each warfare is Different, so I think first generational warfare is um, force used by force. Then there's second. Um, I, I'm not completely. I don't completely remember, but it's it's slowly increment of force. But then fourth and fifth generational warfare are what we're living in right now. It's a use of propaganda and technology to take control of the country or to bring the country down, and that's what we're living in. Fifth generational warfare is the use of propaganda and the use of Media manipulation to slowly divide the country until it falls apart, and I think that's what China is doing to us. People say, "Oh, Russia, 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 Ukraine, Ukraine, Iran," they're threats, but China is the real. China is the real bad guy. Um, They are an evil country. They are an evil, evil country, and I'm Chinese. I can say it. I can say it. They are the the Chinese government, not the people. The people are fine, but the government is the worst threat to america to american freedom to American civilization to western civilization it is the largest the largest threat and professors from china they laugh they make jokes about how china has infiltrated every area of the united states government every area of the united states china has infiltrated and i believe it i believe it um so hopefully hopefully um our president will step up or our politicians who are weak and pathetic, and liars, except Rand Paul, which is, he's the only one that I like, um, Dr. Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul, um, he's the only one that I like, because he, he actually stands for libertarian values, and is willing to call out the bull crap. and so I appreciate that, um, but yeah, we need it, we need it, people need to step up, uh, the founding fathers, you may not know this, but the founding fathers, so there's three branches of the government, there's executive, judicial and legislative but they're the fourth branch and that's the people we're part of the government that's why we're allowed access to capitol to capitol hill uh to the senate buildings all of these buildings because we're part of the government um this is what the founding fathers create or they yeah that's what they it's what they envisioned and what they created and the people need to step up and put checks and balances in to to balance out these powers cuz it's it's wild what's happening. It's wild what's happening. What I can see, I I look at the media and it's just <sighs> it's a bunch of nonsense. It's there we're worried about the wrong things. The world the United States is worried about the wrong things and we're turning a blind eye to a ton of tragedy, a bunch of serious issues. We're turning a blind eye to. And I just wanted to raise awareness and I hope you enjoyed episode two. This one ran a little bit shorter, um, but that's okay. I hope you enjoyed it. And yeah, let me know some topics. You can email me at monkeyswithmouths at gmail.com. That's monkeyswithmouths at gmail.com. You can email me there if you want any specific topics to be covered. Um, That was the topic on the petrodollar. And I hope you learned something. If not, you know, that's your issue. Go... Do something. Go play video games. Go be a loser. Um, but I hope you learned something and enjoyed my ranting because I enjoy ranting and it's really fun. I hope to have a guest on soon. I have pretty much everything set up to have a guest on. Um, I've spent a ton of money on equipment because Papa Biden blessed me with a stimmy or I guess he, he took away money for my future. So screw future Colin. He's broke now. I'm past Colin is rich. <laughs> so... Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope the quality's a lot better. I hope the podcast was a little better structured than the past one. Um, and yeah, take care. And I'll see you guys on episode three, which will probably be on cryptocurrencies or it will be on Israel and Pakistan. Just breaking that down and breaking down how people are stupid if they side with Hamas. Um, not with Pakistan because Pakistan is. No, not Pakistan, Palestine. My bad, my bad palestine um if people sign with palestine that's fine but if they support the terrorist group they're stupid because the terrorist group is stupid um and yeah so hopefully you can you i don't know i'll pick between those two and do some research on them the last bit of audio for the video section in this disappeared but yeah thanks for watching